Welcome to Crossing Darkness, a podcast about role-playing games ranging from the World of Darkness tabletop setting to the MMORPGs like EVE Online and everything in between. We broadcast live over Twitch and are open to answering questions during the show. I'm your host, Frozen Fallout. My co-host is Motorori, who helped me create this podcast as well as a 40-person, four-table Gen Con event. Uh, hello, everyone, and today we will go over some of our Madison Under Siege setting that will be used for the two games we have at TriatCon. Uh, so, Josh, you're going to be running those games, but let's start with, uh, for those of our listeners who don't know, what is TriatCon? Uh, so, TriatCon um, is something that is being hosted as a virtual con for different kind of games that you've never tried before and you'd like to try it out. Um, and check out some of the uh, different kind of awesome games that are out there. Um, there seems to be quite a bit of, of range of different games that you can kind of play. Um, so like at this point in time, um, there's um, Beast uh, the Primordial, Vampire the Requiem 2nd Edition, uh, Pr Prometheum, um, Blades, Geiss, uh, second edition exalted third edition um, as well as quite a bit more um, we are going to be running a uh, mage the ascension game as well as a um, demon the fallen game uh, yeah and if uh, people are interested and not aware if you go to triatcon.com uh, the schedule is currently up uh, there's I, I think there's looks like about 50 games maybe um, less than 30 something like 40 i think something like that um i think that my demon game is one of the leader later submissions and i believe that it's game 45 so yeah and now you're actually going to be playing in a game as well uh, it's a hunter the reckoning game um uh, yeah so yeah there's a hunter the reckoning game that i'm playing in and a mage the ascension game that i'm playing in i believe let's see here my schedule so yeah, on Friday, uh, the Friday, May 14th at 7 p.m., um, I will be doing my Demon the Fallen game, Madison Under Siege. Um, and that goes from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. It's a five-player game. And then we have um, on Saturday, I will be doing Mage the Ascension 2nd Edition Adventure to the, uh, to the Hollow Earth. And I'm really interested in that. Um, especially since I just got done watching like Godzilla. So yeah, uh, <laughs> I just saw that last week. Um, so you're talking about the new one, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, there's, uh, I mean, not necessarily that it's 100% connected, but there's, there's some connections there and it's just, it, I've, I'm always interested in the concept of hollow earth. So I'm interested yeah. to see what, what this GM does with the new take or with a, a take on what Hollow Earth is, um, if they're going to go strictly with what's kind of uh, talked about in the Mage book, or if they're going to kind of have their own crazy take on it, or if they've watched uh, recently Godzilla and <laughs> <laughs> will have uh, dual gravity at the very center. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I kind of misread it uh, when we were talking earlier. Uh, you said you were playing in that Hunter the Reckoning game. And I was like, oh, that's on s Sunday at, at 12. And I didn't realize it was, it's actually 11 p.m. on Saturday that that, that starts. Yeah. Uh, so there are some, some late night games if uh, people are interested in those. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so then there's um, Mage of the Ascension that I'm doing 7 p.m. to 11 p.m., um, the Madison Under Siege, um, our setting, and we'll get into talking about it more, but it's kind of like an end of the world, um, you know, saving the world from from utter destruction um, and what, what the demons and the mages kind of do during those time periods. Um, and then we have uh, Hunter the Reckoning, uh, Murder by um, Any Other Name, which, yeah, that's at 11 p.m., and that goes until uh, 3 a.m., so... I'm excited yeah. to do like a crazy late night game. Um, I'm always I'm always down for the witching hour games. So, um, and then I I'm also in a uh, Trinity Continuum um game that I'm going to be uh checking out. Uh, Slow day at work, and that's on Sunday, um, at three p.m. to seven p.m. Yeah, there, there's just honestly a lot of different games. And uh, I think looking through it, it, there are not a lot of tickets sold yet. Uh, I assume that will change pretty quickly uh, coming up here. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm hoping I'm hoping for a good uh, a good sellout on my tickets. But uh, whatever I get, you know, I can I can have a fun time with. Um, I've kind of planned mine out as um Normally I have like a 10 player kind of uh, game kind of set up for the mage game, but, and it's a little bit more political, um, but this time I'm going, um, well, there's two parts of it. There's a really heavy combat, um, crazy attack on an umbral realm, which is what we're going to be focusing on. And then there's the, um, the political aspect of it, which we won't be getting into. Yeah. Well, uh, why don't we talk about that? Uh, uh, in terms of uh, the setting, so uh, the Madison Under Siege setting, what uh, what are your players going to need to know uh, for for these games? Um, so starting off, um, I kind of give like a little bit of a, a teaser opener, and I'll kind of go over that here, and then kind of go a little bit more in depth here um, on this. So um, the teaser that we kind of give for Madison Under Siege, um, Mage the Ascension. Um, is that um, known to the world as 77 square miles surrounded by reality, this city is a beacon of hope in a sea of darkness. The year is 2017 and the Avatar storm has come and gone, changing mage society and much of the umbral landscape. This allowed Nefandi to enact a plan of almost complete control over mages and other supernaturals of this world. In Madison, this gave rise to a rebellion that overthrew this evil leadership, um, it, that overthrew its leader, evil leadership at great cost. Um, J.D., the founder of Madison, was murdered by Nefandi before they fell to the rebellion. Um, this power vacuum has allowed for old rivalries within traditions to rekindle. Um, will the delicate balance between the traditions in Madison fall into chaos? So as leader of the Madison, um, as, as leader of a Ma Madison magical tradition, you will be preparing an attack on the umbral realm called the Dark Tower. Created by the Nameless, this realm is the seat of his power, but also his greatest weakness. Join forces with the nine other traditions of Madison to destroy the creature who threatens all of reality. And then I have a link for you to kind of get some more information on character um, and as well as setting kind of information as well. Um, 
but the the basis of the the setting is is that it's kind of the end of the world. Um, there's some crazy stuff that has kind of happened prior to um, 2017. Um, so pretty much up to 2020, we try to keep it pretty by book. Um, on our website, we also kind of give a little bit of, of history as to what the mages of, of Madison, the vampires of Madison, the werewolves of Madison, um, and the hunters and wraith of Madison have kind of been up to. Um and we kind of detail out that, um, but we try and keep the overall world architecture as to like kind of what's happened before as pretty pretty well canon. Um, and then in 2000, there's the Avatar, or 1999, right? July of, of 1999, there's the Avatar Storm and the, the Maelstrom and... Um, you know, a bunch of, of crazy stuff that kind of happens in, in 1999. And then in uh, 2001, I think, is when we do uh, a weird kind of withering where we kind of have all the vampires, they, they all lose all of their generation, but then they can regain it through blood potency, uh, which is basically like feeding on a bunch of blood or finding, you know, people that have high blood potency and feeding off of them in order to get high blood potency. Um, now that's so, the the rule set from Vampire the Requiem, correct? Right. So we kind of rolled in and did a a slight change on the rules, basically just regarding generation. That we got rid of jar generation and we re replaced it with the the blood potency system. Um, but we gave an overall setting event that happened that that brought this about and. Um, you know, 1999, July, when Ravenos dies, it's like kind of the beginning because Ravenos saw that this was coming and was like, I'm going to awaken and try and do shit before I lose all of my power. Um, and was one of the first ones affected as well. And so one of the things about them is that they have to wake up and drink a whole bunch of fucking blood, um, powerful blood at that, hopefully plus it that's not affected by the withering. And it kind of went down the the chain of command so the, the third the first generation like kane would have got hit technically possibly first we don't really go into what happens with him but the th uh third generation it definitely get hit like first and they're the ones that are kind of awakening and doing and making actions and moving because they're waking up needing to consolidate their power and ensure that they can keep their third generation quote-unquote status with blood potency which is an extremely difficult thing to do um, with the way that the blood potency system is set up. So um, immediately, you know, things are kind of going crazy um, and we kind of have the whole world kind of throw its head up, uh, you know, or everything gets kind of thrown on its head and it's uh, um, a little bit crazy for the vampire world. Um, we focus a lot of that information and that kind of stuff on Madison, because one of the things that we're kind of doing with our setting is that this has all been a setup by the nameless, right? Um, like everything has been kind of moving towards this end of the world scenario where he's going to win and, and conquer the world and destroy all of reality. Um, and that's like his ultimate goal. Um, and he, the, the thing is, is that what we're doing at, at Gen Con or what we did at Gen Con is we did a three year game that focused on, you know, trying to sh uh, stop the nameless from being um, from winning this war. 
but you you're playing at the very end with extremely powerful characters basically um but the yeah. idea of, of it is to do like a rule of cool we're not there to to like be all lordy about rules or make sure that you know all the rules and how to do everything um it's a very you've never played any role-playing games before that's fine all all you need to do is think of of crazy cool things and we give you a base concept of of what your character is um and we we give a pretty a sizable booklet for you to kind of go through on your character who they are who they know what their political interests are because there's a big thing for you know the game um uh where when we did it at gen con we still had a lot of newbies that kind of jumped into the game we did prefer to have more um experienced players in those games because we were doing also like political stuff as well on top of our combat type stuff um but this game is going to be focused primarily on the assault on the the dark tower and it's just about you're a really powerful mage with a bunch of spheres at really high levels just make stuff up and we'll i'm gonna work with you you know i'm not gonna yeah. i'm not gonna shut people down and that's not the focus of the of of the game it's more of just have fun with it we're going to do some crazy stuff yeah. going to another are, are realm you, are you worried at all that because it's a, a convention called triat con that you might have a group of players that doesn't know mage at all and so it's just going to be four hours of uh trying to explain spheres to people or uh what's what's your expectation around that my expectation is that nobody has played before absolutely um and that's what i mean by it's about rule of cool it's not going to be about rules um it's about yeah. you play a really powerful character that can do almost anything you're going to an umbral realm that has some crazy features about it and your character will explain some of the important stuff that you are expected to do in this umbral realm in order to assist 10 other mages that are doing stuff. And so the players are only going to be able to play between one and five of the mages that are going to be participating in this. The rest of them are going to be doing, you know, their job. And it's all about all the mages working together to attack this crazy umbral realm. And it's just in the end you know i'm going to explain what spheres are on a very basic kind of level and then we're going to jump right into rule of cool uh what do you want to do and how are you doing it and as long as you explain something that's cool i don't really care yeah, yeah i mean that's that's how mage works so that's how i run mage normally so <laughs> yeah it's just it's going to be a little bit easier because everybody is so powerful that I don't have to really feel that I'm breaking any rules most of the time because you're just so crazy powerful. Awesome. Uh, uh, so so that's the mage game. Uh, what what's this uh, demon game that you're going to be running? All right. So the demon game kind of is uh, based off of the same time period same setting madison under siege all the same things are kind of going on um but this is going to be the players are playing five extremely powerful demons um and what are these demons doing during the end of the world um so the premise that we have for this one is um, known to the world as 77 square miles surrounded by reality the city of madison is a beacon of hope in a sea of darkness the year is 2017 and the avatar storm has come and gone opening the abyss and allowing demons to once again return to earth however the force that um foresaw 
sorry. However, the force that was foresaw by Lucifer long ago has resurfaced and threatens to destroy all of creation. You are part of a group of powerful Luc Luciferians that have come to Madison in search of Lucifer himself in order to obtain the guidance needed to fight the coming darkness. Wielding a powerful relic with, um, that will shine in the presence of Lucifer, and with rumors of his sightings in Madison, you hope to convince Lucifer to once again lead you in the coming war. Will Lucifer finish what he started, or will the demons who return to Earth need to find their own way through the darkness? Then we give some basic kind of information, um, but the, the basis of this is, is I'm trying to grab um, some pretty popular named demons and stuff like that, and I'm just going to twist and, and, and torment them into whatever I want them to be, um, but it'll be historical um, for example, I have like Beelzebub and um, the Hummet and a few other names. And I'm going to kind of do what shows like Supernatural and other shows have done throughout time with, with demon names and just twist them to whatever I want them to be. But I'll try and stay with, you know, some of the biblical crap that's behind it. But a lot of it's just a bunch of made up bullshit anyways. So I'm just going to twist and turn it as, to what I want it to be. <laughs> yeah, it's all made up anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, I looked at the uh, the list. Um, let me see if I can open that real quick. Uh, so let's see. You have Beelzebub. I saw... Uh, is it Samuel? Samuel. Sam yeah, Samuel. Um, we have uh, Azazel, I believe. Um, let's see. Here. Let's see. Asmodeus, Mammon, Abaddon, Belphegor, and Baphomet. Yep. Yeah, and, and I'm sure that uh, some of the people that are signing up for this uh, have probably at least uh, are familiar with Demon the Fallen. Um, yeah, and Luciferians are basically the demons that are like, we need to find Lucifer and we need to like rekindle the war with with heaven, um, which is really difficult because so there's no angels left and heaven is like supposedly empty um, and nobody knows what the fuck is going on with with Yahweh or any of the angels or any of the activities. So, like, they not only are they trying to rekindle the war to a certain degree, um, but but there's no enemy to really fight. So they need to find a new f enemy to fight. So a lot of them are fighting the the um, what are they, the Earthbound. Um, so the demons that have been around um, that got uh, like resummoned back out of the abyss really long time ago, um, and have been like kicking ass and taking names um, here on Earth. Um, so there's like this whole Earthbound thing that they're trying to fight. Some of them are fighting just other demons. Some of them want don't believe that heaven has like retreated. That it's just a, a trick, and that you know once they find Lucifer, they'll be able to find heaven and, and start you know wreaking havoc on the angels again um but they're all uh you know kind of the the basis of of what the luciferians want to do though is find lucifer so they can figure out what the fuck to do next because they don't really quite know what to do next um except for you know fight you know some kind of war you know so they're just they just pick a war and they go at it um, so I'm going to have each one of the demons is kind of going to have their own viewpoint on how they believe that Lucifer will react when they find them, find him and how, how, you know, they're going to try and get Lucifer to side, you know, with them, 
Um, and I'm going to plan on having some character, like a lot of concepts of like characters conflicting with each other and having some uh, heavy role play involved in um, being really powerful demons that you're just going to be able to kick the shit out of, uh, you know, some, I, I definitely want to have like a peon fight and then like, uh, you know, like where like 20 gangsters try like jumping you and it's just like, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> like. So, so I'm not super familiar with Demon, despite the fact that I have a bunch of the books up there. Uh, what kind of powers do uh, demons have? How do they use them? Um, so demons have, um, it's similar to like uh, Vampire the Masquerade in the sense that they're pretty specific on what their powers allow them to do. Um, but they're, they're all divvied up into different um, aspects of, uh, so it, it's kind of hard to, to, re to explain because I don't quite remember all the, the specifics on the ex exact powers, but um, it's all there, there has to do with when you're in different kind of forms, there's the horrid form where if you have uh, a whole bunch of torment and stuff like that, um, or it's like the torment format or form or like you have like your angelic form that you can turn into but if you've been tormented um while you were in the abyss and you haven't been able to relieve a lot of that while you've been on earth you can be more demonic um is kind of the concept and so you get different powers for um different ways to kind of use your powers so you can have like the base power the angelic power and like the demonic power i believe um and that's something okay. that I'm going to definitely have to research a lot more. I played in in a game. I've run it a couple of times, um, and I have to just brush myself back up on powers. And one of the things I'm going to do is, with the character, I'm going to give a list of all the powers that they have and what they do. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, that's it's very much in the uh, the spirit of Triatcon then, because because uh, one of the things that uh, that uh, Terry wanted was uh, people to GM things that uh, they weren't, you know, entirely familiar with. Uh, right. I've only been able to play in one game now of of Demon the Fallen, and I've been able to storytell it tw twice or no, once, I think. I've only been able to, pretty sure that's, I've only been able to storytell for it once. And that was just, uh, that was a long time ago as well. Um, the recent, uh, game was with Terry, though. Terry and me were about, were part of a, a demon group that attacked, uh, um, oh, we went to, oh, we were, we were, like, sent to go get an item, and I remember, oh, that's it, we were trying to get, uh, we had, like, information on Arcadia or something like that, and we were trying to sell it to people. And we had we had to talk to three different buyers, and oh wow, it was it was a really crazy cool game. That was a lot of fun. That was the uh, the game that you played at uh, Virtual Horror Con, right? Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I definitely have to read a bit of Demon. It sounds interesting. Demon is a lot of fun. Um, Demon is just. The the concept of when you come back and play demon or play demon even at your low level you still have that angelic demonic form so like you know you might just be this normal human but when you turn into your angelic form you might be like a ten foot tall like you know crazy angelic 
thing. You know, you don't necessarily have all the quote unquote stats to back it up to be like you're like, oh, this is going to be super super dangerous um, to fight, but it is intimidating as fuck just to think about it. Like, like oh shit, because it's uh, I like that it's also more of the the angels out of, um, and I think we were talking about this at one at uh, one point when or. I was talking with, I know, um, uh, it was, uh, last week, Monday after Technogate, we were talking about angelic forms right. and in the Bible when apparently, cause I've, I didn't know about this when they describe angels, it's like mind bending. It's all like a mass of wings and eyes and it just hurts <laughs> your brain. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, it's almost it's... like instead of angels being like, what we would consider to be angels. It's more like out of the Cthulhu mythos, but like, you know, with radiant light rather than right. know, dark, terrifying light. That still drives you insane. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting setting. Um, and it, it gets you into like a, the, the one thing that's really interesting about it that I find, because uh, immediately you're like, oh well, so this breaks all the myth, or this opens up that all the mythology about, um, you know, demons and angels and and all that stuff is correct, right? That that's that's got to be true, um, because of course these people are, you know, the demons that are so they've they're the angels that created reality, so they know what's going on. And it's like, nope, the abyss made you completely forget about what the what was really going on you might get fragmented memories of of what happened in the past but you can't necessarily trust those 100% i mean it kind of opens this door that since there's no heaven there's no angels um you you get out after this crazy catastrophe kind of happens on on earth and it wipes out wipes out most of the dark umbra um you you come back with this well it, I mean, are these? Is there something else that might have happened? Is the whole the, you don't have to put demon into the whole Lucifer versus um, you know God kind of fighting thing that's happened because and even the setting doesn't even really set you up to do that. You're much more set up to do fighting other demons and fighting the Earthbound and trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Um, it's not really a focus on the fight with heaven. Um, and it doesn't even bring angels into the account. Um, you know, it tells you all the need, that you need to know about angels because demons are angels. Um, but in the game setting itself, there are no angels after 1999. And yeah. so, and so maybe yeah, it, it angels actually, never it, existed. Like, <laughs> yeah. it it kind of follows the theme of many of the other game lines where it's like you take. Uh, a supernatural creature that um, in in the normal telling of it is always um, an evil uh, factor. Like werewolves, vampires were always just like killing machines, evil. Monster and of the week. In the, yeah. In, in, the, in the game lines, they basically mm-hmm. said like, no, it's a lot more complicated. It's just always more complicated. And it sounds like Demon did the same thing where it's like, yeah, these are uh, the fallen angels, and uh, now they're on Earth, and maybe they have powers, but they, yeah, what what are they fighting for? You get to decide. Yep, and they did the same thing that they did kind of with with vampires. Well, I think really uh, werewolf and maybe wraith are the ones that have like the solid like we kind of know what history is, but even even werewolf has problems with that because it's all uh, verbal 
uh, most of it's not written uh, history yeah. that they have. So you get the telephone game. Um, so all of these game lines kind of set you up for this concept that nobody knows what the fuck is really going on or what the fuck happened a long ass time ago. Even if there's a creature that existed a long ass fucking time ago, most of them don't remember what the fuck happened at this point because of some kind of traumatic event like being locked up in the abyss or just having existed for so long or sleeping for so long that, or you know, you normally don't interact with something that existed, you know, before the flood. And that's kind of where the the game kind of puts that wall of there's this crazy shit that all happened before the flood. And we know that there's some shit that happened, you know, that's kind of crazy still anyways. That's more, you know, at pre-flood type of um, activity. But in for the most part, we don't really know about um, and White Wolf doesn't put any solid thing and say that this has to have happened in the past. You can always be like, Cain is a myth. All of that is bullshit. And that's what the Camarilla says. You know, they're like, that's bullshit. There is no such thing as Cain. There is no such thing as the third generation. There are generations. And there might have been age at third generation, but the concept of the, you know, like the overall, you know, things being around anymore or anything like that, man, that's all just a bunch of bullshit myth. Like, yeah, and and there's actually in the world of darkness, uh, there's kind of this idea that gets brought up from time to time that historical events aren't necessarily real anymore. Uh, kind of like in the mage mythos, it's it's all about consensual reality and belief actually structures reality to a certain extent. And I I, I swear I've read this somewhere where it's kind of like at some point it doesn't matter if the story of Cain is real or not, it's at some point it matters more whether or not people believe in it. Mm -hmm. um, and how they, they react to that belief and what they do yeah. based on that. Yeah. And so there's a little bit of that. Um, and then it's up to GMs how, how they want to deal with it, obviously. Yep. And and for the most part, what I'm going with and what I'm going to be doing, you know, with this when it comes to a lot of uh, cons coming up and how I, how I kind of structure this, because this is all based off of our 40 person game that we had, where we had vampires, werewolf, mages and hunters all sitting at different tables. Um, and then we, we would do like a downtime and they could kind of interact with each other. And then we kind of did some political stuff where they were all kind of politicking at each other um and so it's kind of based off of this but i've definitely uh put it more of a focus on i don't need the whole troop um we're not going to be doing a lot of the political kind of stuff and it's just going to be doing all the rule of cool um combat crazy kind of stuff where it, and it's not i'm not even going to be following the combat rules 100 percent a lot of the times um like for example one of the things yeah. that i did with uh the mage um realm getting assaulted was you know you got to roll and do some crazy magic and you got to affect the battlefield on on you know a large scale you got to blow up multiple ships kill multiple people um you know have like you know the instead of just you know i i open up a portal and then i have to wait till next turn to do something it was like no you get a full minute or two of like combat that you get to have so you open up a portal slice open this person open up another portal jump through slice open this guy like jump through you know get up to the main person you know <laughs> 
so and so we we, we kind of open stuff up a little bit more when it comes to these kind of really crazy scenarios that kind of I throw at people. Um, but to a certain degree, it's also going to be a slow build up to that as well. It's usually something that's kind of a little bit more guided. You have a kind of a concept of how you're going to be doing stuff. And then, you know, mid and late game is when I'm going to have you kind of have to be more off the cuff and figure out how you're going to want to deal with the situation that came up. Um, I've also run these games before at Gen Con. Um, and so to be honest, though, you're not going to get a spoiler alert from the other Gen Cons because I've also run this at other games as well. And the way that I've designed this module is that I'm changing it up pretty drastically every time that they go to the the realm of the nameless. Sometimes the name of the realm will be different. Um, but the concept is, is that it's the, the realm of the nameless. And every time that the players go, it's just a different reality of, of mages trying to fight this nameless. And the nameless is going to eventually find a reality that he wins. He's going to be very happy when that happens. And then he's going to try and do it again and again and again until he wins forever. So, Cool. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure I have any other questions about it. Uh, is there anything in the chat? I had to close the window. Uh, nope, not at this time. So yeah, I think we can go ahead and uh, start wrapping up uh, things here. We've got a good little talking. We're going to be spending the next couple of weeks kind of talking about Tricon games that uh, that we find interesting about uh, that we're going to be either participating in or wishing that we could participate in uh, based upon schedules. And then... Um, We'll definitely do a um, Triacon episode on Sunday um, that will kind of go over what kind of happened at, at Triacon. And I think the next uh, week after that, we'll do a real, real, like, kind of review um, and maybe try and get Terry or uh, somebody, some, some other people on from Triacon to come on. But next week or so, uh, yeah. we might be trying to get some people that are running some games to maybe come on as well um, and talk about what they're doing. So if you're running a game at Triacon or want to just come on and, and talk about Triacon, uh, hit us up and we'll definitely um, schedule out some time for you. Yeah, it's uh, we want more people to play World of Darkness games, so... Or any kind of games, like uh, there's a lot of lot of really good games that they have uh, out there. So uh, check it out. It's going to be uh, Triacon 